0: Okay, so my name is Andrew Eby. So I'm the um, I'm a designer, and I'm a uh, the program leader for fashion design and communication at Liverpool John Moores University. Uh, so I'm trying to locate in my mind <laughs> this piece of fashion history that would probably uh, date back, I suppose, um, to the late. 80s, early 90s. Um, and I can't necessarily um, locate exactly what it is, but I can sort of locate a region. So, um, heavily influenced by the Japanese designers of the time. So, uh, Yamamoto, um, Miyaki, Tsumiyaki, and Kom de Garçon. Um, and then the other designer that was Sort of pivotal in my life, very inspirational was Joe Casely Hayford, and um, probably through Arena magazine, um, that sort of first first iterations of Arena uh, as a lifestyle magazine, and and because my um, brother was also studying fashion at the time, I had access to to that window. Um, the other thing that was probably quite interesting was that. I used to had I had access to Willie Smith, who was another black designer at the time, an American designer, who my my brother used to buy his clothes. So I remember having a Willie Smith shirt in my school uniform wardrobe. Um, so we could probably we could probably focus on that because that was not just the activity of looking at it in, in arena, let's say. But it was the activity of actually, you know, putting this thing on and integrating it with a school uniform, which is quite mad when I think about it now, because it was it was a serious bit of kit that was purchased from Harrods from Way In at the time. Um, so I was I was elated when my older brother gave me that piece. The other piece, I suppose, was a Comte de Garçon shirt. I still own now, so I still have the Comte de Garçon shirt. I think it was about from 1988. I rarely ever wear it. Um, But again, it kind of sort of ended up in my wardrobe via my brother. So, yeah, those are the pieces that that have had a profound effect on my design career, like ultimately have shaped the way I see sort of fashion culture, uh, culture, fashion and design. Um, And it's still very significant in the way I I sort of, um, I work and the way that I sort of um, pitch design ideas now as well. What am I working on now? So a multitude of things as well as teaching and, and trying to figure out how the industry players of tomorrow um, what do they need to know today? And that's changing. So um, there's definitely a tension between traditional education and what the future needs of our students. Um, and also what do they want to learn? I think that's really important, uh, the changing face of, of fashion. So um, I'm, I'm a lot of teaching at the moment about perspective and truth and authenticity, um, being sensitive, being honest, you know saving the planet as well in terms of the the new curriculum design so you know and and how do you how do you show that in your work and alongside all of the design mechanisms that we use anyway so still learning how to pattern cut still learning how to make clothes still learning how to you know to um, transfer concept or interrogate theme. So all of those ideas around traditional design mechanisms, but with this new mechanism of, well, how do we tell these narratives and stories um, for the future that, that we're talking about now? So in terms of in terms of educational work, I think that's the sort of the biggest challenge for me at the moment. And also figuring out how people who are disconnected from art school education can be part of that conversation so if you've never been around anyone who's who's studied art never been around any anyone who's practiced art or made a living out of the arts um how can you get into the arts and how can you be supported so what do we expect to see from an entry-level portfolio for instance so i'm trying to figure that out which is which is not easy so that's that's my educational work okay so the second big, well, there's two design projects I'm working on at the moment. So um, there's Bean, which is a partnership with my wife, which is a brand focusing on um, swimwear as a design concept as a start point, um, but looking at it through a completely different lens. So understanding that you know the world is built by men and therefore swimwear has been, Designed and processed in a way that that's that's always been from a specific perspective. So what if you change that lens completely? And what if you began to look at women and their bodies through a completely different lens that suggested that, you know, everything we've learned in the last (laughs) in the last hundred years or whatever is incorrect. And actually, this is how we should be, you know, working with the body and working with women. And uh, you know their their lives they don't expire as a swimwear model at, at 80 years old. And what if you had someone who was 55 and from a different country with a completely different understanding of culture and and what the body means? And how would you empower women to to have um, uh, free conversations about their own bodies and and not feel objectified? And so that's been a really challenging project and a lot of fun. So a lot of it revolves around kind of sort of really big picture thinking about sort of brand and um, communication, but then also um, this kind of DIY aesthetic. So we, we, you know, how do we, how do we create things um, with the limitations of, of like commerce and how do we impact change and all that stuff. So that's a lot of fun. And, and as a kind of a really kind of serious edge and it's almost academic in some of its approaches. So some, some of our, conversation with women about their bodies for instance simple questions not too dissimilar to what we're asking now and thinking about how you know we can change our little bit of the world and how we can you know work with uh, communities and so it's kind of a community project it's kind of building it's kind of gathering pace in a sort of slightly different way um, we'd like it to gather some more pace but at this point you know during covid we're having to be very kind of shrewd with you know where we're putting our money and, and how we're building that um i'm working closely with harris elliott on a project called latings um so cultural conversations and so i'm doing a lot of a lot of artwork a lot of painting a lot of illustration that's exploring um i suppose um, black historical context so we've just launched the Black the video club which is like pirate radio uh pirate dvd station um, and, and again, really having conversations about, you know, iconography from yesteryear uh, and how it plays its role in, in today's conversation. And, and it's kind of also a, a kind of a homage to um, that space that's been overlooked. Um, there is another project as well I'm working on is a, a sports science project. Um, so this is the, the other side of my work, because I just always think that we should be sort of multifaceted as designers. And so I'm working with a small brand called Hytro, who are designing a, a new methodology in, in, in training, and fitness training, which is um, using a concept called BFR, which is blood flow restriction. And so I've been designing a kind of a high-end sports science project. So yeah, uh, many different things. I've just set up a, an educational a- agency called FACE. Uh, fashion academics creating equality so I'm a co-founder of that Um, and that's really again going back to my education is fighting for equality um, in academia and in institutions and that's just really centering on my experiences as a black academic and how how few of us there are in that sector and why we need more and considering the industry as being international so you need a different perspective and new voices. Well, there, I've got a big list. There's another thing, <laughs> Bold, which is, the, <laughs> which is another project with Harris Elliott and Jason Jules, which is the black-oriented uh, oriented, um, legacy a- agency, uh, development agency. And so we're working on a project called The Missing Thread, which is basically the last, uh, let's say 45 years of fashion culture, through the lens of um, black and brown people in the UK specifically. And it's called The Missing Threat because it, it, it sort of, although it exists, it's rarely represented. So it's like, what happened to all those designers? What happened to all those stylists? And in a way it's um, retrospectively kind of dismantling racism and thinking about, well, you know, how, you know, someone's journey you know, it was affected 25 years ago by racism, and, and what, what what are our expectations of someone now? And one of the things I'm quite interested in is, well, what does what does someone CV actually say about them? Because um, it's interested that you know my my design journey started 20 25 years ago, whenever it was, and if I if I if I rewind 25 years and I and I think about the UK 25 years ago. Uh, it was a very scary place. So, you know, the, that direct effect on my career, you know, has meant that the trajectory is kind of really warped and skewed. And so the, the, the project, which is um, loosely penciled into be at Somerset House in 2024, um, is exactly that space. It's like, you know, it's like, where, where are all these people? And, and how do we celebrate, you know, people like Jazzy B properly? Um, you know, the influence of Joe Casey Hayford on culture properly and not just, oh yeah, there was this guy, his name was Joe Casey Hayford. He's done some good menswear. Well, actually he was one of the most influential menswear designers of our, of our time. Um, and, and so that's the other thing. So yeah, there's a, I think that's, that's probably enough of the stuff I'm working on at the moment. There's <laughs> quite a lot. Students, you, I yes. think, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I deal with students all the time. Um uh what would be my biggest advice for students uh, you know it's incredibly difficult being a student now it's incredibly challenging uh one thing i say to them is that um they must remember that the degrees are hard that they're designed to be hard they're not easy you're if you do a degree if you complete a degree you're two steps away from a phd and um, um, and we've got we have a societal and, and uh, a, a natural instinct to recognize people with PhDs as as, as being otherworldly, rightly or wrongly. But they're on the path to that, that space. And so they're only two steps away. So it's not going to be easy. That's the first thing. So don't turn up to university thinking, oh, you know what? Yeah, you know, in three years time, I'm going to have a degree. It doesn't work like that. You've got to work for it. I often liken it to the gym. As uh, I say, look, you know, you pay your weekly fee, you pay your monthly fee, but if you don't go, you're going to have the same body it's not going to change <laughs> um so you know they've got to put a lot of work in and it's not dished out to them it's not handed out to them and they also have to remember that that the industry beyond education is 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 incredibly competitive and certainly people aren't dishing out jobs you know just because you turn up or just because you know you like a subject so there has to be a real commitment and a real motivation and, and investment and say, determination is, is very high on that list. The other thing I'll say is that, that fashion, if you're studying fashion, it's a really difficult industry anyway. So if you combine those two entities of, of trying to get a degree and, and trying to have, <laughs> and trying to, you know, work in fashion, you know, don't, your expectation should be, this is going to be really hard. This is going to be one of the toughest things I've ever done. And if you start from that place, you won't be upset when, you know, you realise that this is a serious commitment and it really is. Um, Beyond that, open-minded, experimental, try stuff out, you know, try to understand the market, not through a professional's or an experienced person's perspective, but from your perspective. And what I mean by that is, what do you see? What do you observe? You know, my observation of Yoji and Carmen's Casey Hayford was that they they challenged the, the 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 status quo of fashion design at that point so when we first saw Comme des Garçons and Yoji Yamamoto nobody could really decode what it was about and that stuck with me was, and that was my observation at the time I knew that I I loved the way that you know that, that they deconstructed like the well they deconstructed Tailoring it you know everything about that really stuck with me but that was my observation at the time because I had a a, a a huge interest in the subject um so I knew about fashion I knew about designers and I knew um I knew about style and I knew about music and I knew about all of these things so to demonstrate an actual interest in the subject is is also vital um and the last thing is about agility and flexibility and adaptability because, you know, we do live in a world that changes are incredibly fast now and there's this uncertainty and, um, to be ready for that change or to be ready to adapt and to sort of maybe, you know, um, rethink not what your future is going to be, but, but you know, how the future might be for your industry or, or your preferred industry, I think is, um, for me is really sound advice so you might go in thinking you're going to be a traditional fashion designer but leave with a whole bunch of of digital skills and end up designing you know costume for a video game and I think that kind of flexibility now um, and that adaptability is that we can tap into that now so I would say that's that ranks really high at my list Um, yeah and the other thing I'd say is look you know Try to study something that you really enjoy, that you think you're really going to enjoy. If not the term love, I'm not going to say that that yet, because you fall in love with stuff, but try to study something that, you know what, you can honestly see yourself sitting there at 11 o'clock at night, you know, doing a drawing or doing a sewing shirt, because actually you really are enjoying what you're doing. So that's my last piece of advice.